Hey everyone, this is Matt and welcome to another Overflow Pod in our road trip series where I talk about my trip down to South Carolina and I am on episode five and my mom had just had the surgery and she had gotten out. She was now in recovery. So during this post-operation time, I had was told to leave by the nurses, which is great. Like you never want to, whatever the nurses tell you to do, you do. You don't force yourself. And so I just listened to the nurses. They said, you know, you what, you can go. We'll text you. We'll let you know what's going on. So I went in and I checked into my hotel. My hotel was right next to the hospital and it was an awesome hotel. It was the Hampton Inn. It was the cheapest one I could find. It was still like over 200 bucks, but it was at a very expensive location in Myrtle Beach. It wasn't even on the beach. It was like two, three blocks away. But it was a gorgeous hotel. It was well taken care of. It was, and it was sold out. <laughs> so I got up to my room, I checked in and it was wonderful. I laid down on the bed and I just got some rest. I just laid down and tried to have some nice peace. And so I looked at my phone and I got some texts from the nurses at around five. Then I got one at six and everything was going fine. They told me to stay away at five and they said at six, I could come in anytime I wanted to come and visit. And I said, okay. I thought to myself, this is a good time to come and visit. So I finally get into the hospital. It's around 6.15, 6.30. And I go back and, the, and I walk in and I see my mom. And she was like, oh, you're here. She says, you're too early. You can leave now. <laughs> I was like, oh, thanks. You know, I came down here just for you. I came and she's sitting there. I came back too early. I just sat next to her bed. I didn't know what to do. All of a sudden she starts crying and I'm thinking, oh no, what happened? Did the procedure go bad? I was like, are you okay from the procedure? She was like, yeah, I'm fine with that. I'm just in so much pain. And then she kept saying the doctors lied to her. The doctors lied to her. It's not like this is what I expected. It hurts. And I was like, does your incision hurt? Does the wound hurt? Does like your heart hurt? And she says, no, no, no. And and she was very short with me. And I was like, okay, she's in pain. So she's going to be short with you. And she said, no, my back hurts. Back. So your incisions, they're fine. Oh, yeah, 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 they're fine. And she's just crying. And apparently it hurt to go to the bathroom. And so, so whenever she had to or whenever she felt that, she had this pain like in her kidney. And I looked at her, I was like, I read up on the Taver procedure and there was no mention of this. I mean, they had a mention that you might get a possibly stimulate some kidney pain that you've already had. And I was like, this is weird. I don't understand this. This isn't, you know, and then the nurse came in and she tells the nurse how she's still in pain and it really hurts. And she's literally crying. The nurse doesn't understand because this isn't a side effect or known problem. And they've been doing this procedure for a long time. And so they looked, she looked at her numbers and all of her numbers are clean. All of her numbers are good. There's nothing wrong. And she's just like, we think it's your back. <laughs> and she was like, it's not my back. It's my kidney. And then when she pointed to a place, you could tell like in the nurse's eyes, she's like, that's not where your kidneys are located. But she didn't say anything, but I could tell the expression on her face. And, but my mom was crying. I was like, but at the same time in my heart, my mom is in tears and I felt nothing. I felt no compassion. 
what's wrong with me? What is going on in my heart that I'm so cold-hearted to a woman who's crying? Usually when someone's in pain, I I have some feelings and compassion, and I, and I don't want that person to be in pain, even if they're a stranger. I couldn't figure out why I didn't feel anything. And that really frustrated me. I was like, what's wrong with me? Am I, am I that awful of a person? Anyway, after about 45 minutes of being there with my mom, she basically told me to leave. And the nurse was like, you can go ahead and go. We'll, we'll, we'll text you if anything happens. But I waited. I said, well, let me wait for the doctor. And the doctor came over and examined her kidneys. He basically said the same thing as the nurse. I don't see any problem with it. And then she goes, doctor, I thought, I, you know, you did something that you didn't do. And he says, well, this is what we did. And he explained how they went in two times on the one side and one side on the other. And that's what they do for all the TAVR procedures. And she said, but that's not what you told me. And I remember the pre-operation briefing that she had. And the doctor said exactly what he said this time. And I don't know where my mom was getting this from. She was, I was thinking maybe it's a pain delusion or maybe she's not thinking straight. I mean, she's still kind of under anesthesia. So I was giving her a pass and the doctor basically didn't listen to her. He just talked over her because, and I could tell that he was trying to explain, you're going to be fine. You go home tomorrow. Everything will be fine. You need to relax. Cause I guess he knew that she was still under some, some product of the anesthesia that they used. And so he didn't really take anything that she said seriously. And I guess he'll see her tomorrow. So once the doctor left, she started crying again. And the nurse told me, she says, she seems worse when you're here. I was like, great, thanks. She was like, that's just what I needed to hear. And she was like, no, no, no. Some people are like that. When the patient's family is here, they don't do as good as if they're by themselves. I said, okay. And she said, here, I will text you if you have anything. Why don't you just go back? If if your mom doesn't want you here, just go back. I'll tell you what room she's in. Uh, you can either see her tonight or tomorrow. So I leave with my mom's blessing. She really wanted me out of there. And, and uh, I said, well, mom, call me later if you want me to stop in tonight when you get back to your room, okay? If not, I'm just going to go to bed early. She said, okay, yeah, just get some rest. I need rest too. They told me. And then she just rambled about something. And I was like, okay, she's still under the effects of the anesthesia. So, so I left. I went back to the hotel so I could get some sleep. And I went to bed at like 8 o'clock. And it was nice. I didn't even eat dinner. I had enough food. I guess that key lime pie that I ate earlier in the day was still sitting in me. And I just went to bed. And around 11 o'clock, my phone starts ringing. I'm like, oh, no. And I wake up out of a sound sleep because I'm thinking, oh, no, something happened at the hospital. is emergency. And it turns out that it was a call from a friend of hers in Seattle wondering how she's doing. And then he starts talking to me about her. And I'm like, dude, it's 11. I'm asleep. I know it's only eight o'clock for you, but I'm sound asleep. And I just listen and I, and he's a talker and he talks literally for half an hour. And I'm like, Oh my goodness. And I don't say anything. I'm just like falling asleep on the phone. And eventually he, uh, he gets, I think he gets the meaning and he hangs up. And then around 2, 2 15, 2 30, my phone rings again. This time I wake up out of a dead sleep and I'm like, oh no, what happened now? It's my mom calling and complaining to me and crying about how her back hurts and how she's in pain. And I'm just like, 
you're in a hospital. There's nurses to take care of you. What can I do? I just want to sleep. Now, I had zero compassion at this point. In fact, I was angry. And the reason is because I need sleep. I, if I don't get sleep, I have a lot of health issues and they're all related to sleep. And so when I don't get sleep, everything in my life falls apart. And I was frustrated and I was like, okay, angry at her. And I didn't want to listen to it. Talk to me in the morning. I knew I wouldn't have any compassion at two in the morning. But I still briefly thought back to why I didn't have any compassion when she was in the recovery room. So it kind of troubled me. And I remember going to bed and waking up and God, why am I not having compassion towards my mom? So I woke up the next morning ready to go back to the hospital. But I was going to get some breakfast first because I had to drive her home. She was going to leave. And they usually got people out between 9 and 9.30. So I had to make sure and get there before 9 so I could talk to the doctor, get any advice, and, and I could take her, take her home. And I remember praying when I got up. Lord, show me why, why don't I have any compassion? Do I not love my own mother? How awful is that to say? What is wrong with me? I mean, you love me. How come I can't love somebody else? I can love a stranger, but I can't love my own mom. That's, that's difficult. And I went to breakfast wondering what the answer to that question was. And it was really frustrating. Well, that's the end of the post-op episode. I'm going to stop right there because I didn't know the answer to why I didn't have any feelings of love for my mom at that point. Well, I'm going to stop there at episode five and maybe in the next couple episodes, I'll figure out why I didn't have any love or compassion for my mom. Well, it ends this part of the saga. Stay tuned for the next one. God bless. See you tomorrow.